G'day and welcome to Is It Relevant Today? Right here on Faith FM. I'm Marius Jigau and on this show we're examining biblical concepts and ideas and asking ourselves the important question, is it relevant today? Or is it as outdated and ridiculous as wearing socks with sandals? To begin our show today, I'm going to share with you a little bit of the story of how my wife Gabrielle and I met and how our relationship developed. Gabrielle is from America, and I'm from Australia, and we actually met online. But prior to this, I spent a significant time in prayer and fasting, as I'd messed up so many relationships before, and I wanted to make sure it doesn't happen again. And just two weeks after my fast finished, I met Gabrielle. The circumstances under which we met were very unusual, and God's hand was clearly at work. But that's a story for another time. I'd been on this Christian dating site for a little over a year. And then I met Gabrielle. The things that really attracted me to her was the way that she described her relationship with God. You see, I'd seen literally thousands of profiles, and in many of them there was a short sentence or two about God. But Gabrielle's was different. The other thing that really attracted me to her was the way that she looked. But when I saw her photos, I said to myself, This girl's way too pretty for me. She's just out of my league. She's never going to talk to me. And then I moved the cursor up to the back button and almost pressed it, but I thought, you know what, I'll send her a smile. It doesn't cost me anything. The worst that could happen is she'll look at my profile and think, ah, another lovesick puppy. Poor guy. But she replied the next day. And after reading the message I received from her, I had an overwhelming feeling that this is the girl you're going to marry. Start saving for your honeymoon. And I did, that very day. I didn't tell her, of course. That would have been a little too soon for her to know about the crazy. A few days later, we started talking on Skype. And on our first talk, in the middle of it, Gabrielle disappeared. I tried to call back, but nothing. I thought to myself, good one, Marius. You blew it in just 15 minutes. Now, she keeps telling me that there was a blackout at the time, but I really think she was having second thoughts. She probably thought, do I really want to talk to this guy? He's so ugly. But it seems she did. We continued talking for around two to three hours each day, and after a month I visited her in the States. We went to a restaurant the first day, the food was awful, the next day we walked in this amazing park for nine hours, and the following day I met her parents, and we officially started dating. I came back to Australia and we continued talking each day for a number of hours a day. And the next month she came to Australia and I proposed. One month after that, I went back to America and we got married. There's one thing that I want to highlight, that during this time, and even now, we wanted and want to spend as much time together as possible. We couldn't get enough of each other. We were together for just over three months before we got married, and I look back on it and think, we were crazy. But God's hand was at work every step of the way. You see, I sought a relationship with Gabrielle, and I found it. The Bible speaks about seeking and finding in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. It reads, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Today we're going to explore this concept of seeking and finding, and we'll do it just after these songs.
down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Come, let us worship and bow down. Is it relevant today? You're listening to Marius Jigal, and today we're looking at the statement found in numerous places in the Bible that says, Seek and you shall find. From the beginning of time, God has desired to have a relationship with us. In the Garden of Eden, He would walk in the cool of the morning to meet up with Adam and Eve each day because He desired to have a relationship with them. 
In fact, he even put aside a special day dedicated to their relationship together. Now, the sin in this world has caused the separation in our relationship with God. But we find in Revelation chapter 21, when this sinful world is over and the new world is created, we find that God's desire to be with us will finally be fulfilled. I like that in verse 3 of Revelation 21, this desire to be with us is highlighted three times. It says, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. Notice that it says the tabernacle of God is with men. God's house will be with us. And then again it says, He will dwell with them. And the third time it says, God himself will be with them. You can just see that this yearning that God has had throughout time is finally being fulfilled. Now, if God desires to be in a relationship with us, and he tells us, seek and you will find, then why do so many live without experiencing a deep connection with God? Why do so many of us live with a relationship with God that resembles more of a desert than anything else? And we see a little patch of grass here, and we say, Oh, there's God, do you see? And we point to this patch of grass over there and say, Oh, do you remember? 26 years ago, God answered this prayer. Ah, that was awesome. God didn't create us to have a relationship with Him that resembles a desert. God created coral reefs and waterfalls and mountains, and He wants us to experience a true, meaningful relationship with Him. But we're told in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, that seek and you will find. So then, why are most of our relationships with God less than meaningful? Why are our relationships with God seemingly trivial? Why do so many of us go through a religious experience without a true, deep connection with God? I think that part of the answer to that question is because we live in a society that's largely artificial. We live in a society where we want things good, we want them cheap, and we want them fast. The society that we live in is unaccustomed to spending large amounts of time in doing anything truly meaningful. We want things good, we want them cheap, and we want them fast. The society that we live in is accustomed to selling us these crazy ideas that we can achieve things really quickly with minimal effort. I remember seeing this ad. It suggested no diet, no exercise, lose weight in just two days. The before and after images looked like the individual had lost at least 20 kilos. Now, does anyone listening today believe that this is possible? When I watched this, I didn't even bother clicking on the product. Another interesting ad I saw said, Look 8 to 10 years younger in 60 days. The images showed a lady who looked to be in her 60s or 70s on the left-hand side, and a computer-generated image of the same lady looking 20 on the right-hand side. Is it really possible to obtain these results in 60 days? I don't know about you, but I think that if you use this product, whatever it may be, most likely, in 60 days' time, you're going to look around 60 days older. The problem is that we've been convinced, to one extent or another, that we can have amazing results with minimal effort. And we bring this mentality to our relationship with God. 
Now we're going to explore the issues that arise with this just after this song. Praise and lift you 
back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. Today we're looking at a concept found in the Bible of seeking and finding, and asking ourselves, if God tells us that if we seek Him, we will find Him, why is so many Christians' experience with God so trivial and seemingly meaningless? We have so far discovered that the world we live in portrays ideas of achieving amazing results with very little effort. And the problem is that we bring this way of thinking into our religious lives. We approach the Bible with a similar mentality. We approach this relationship with God with a similar, I want it right now, very quick mentality. So I started looking in other places in the Bible that speak about the concept of seeking and finding, and I found that there is a plethora of them all throughout the Bible. One of these is found in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. It reads, You will seek the Lord your God, and you will find Him, if you seek Him, with all your heart and with all your soul. Now there's an interesting word in this statement that I'd like to highlight for you, and it's the word if. What does if mean? Well, when you add if to a sentence, it usually introduces a condition. If you do this, then this will happen. We use this with our son Daniel all the time. I say to him, if you finish your lentils, you can have some green beans. Yes, he loves green beans, and we sometimes use them to get him to eat other food. He also sometimes doesn't clean up his toys before he goes to sleep, so we say to him, Daniel, if you clean up your toys, you can have an airplane sticker. He absolutely loves airplanes. However, the converse is also true. If you don't pick up your toys, well, then you won't get an airplane sticker. In Deuteronomy, we're told that if you seek the Lord You will find Him when you seek for Him with all your heart and with all your soul. We find a similar condition in Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13. It says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Here again, the when condition is introduced, which implies that when you fulfill this criteria, then this will happen. It also implies that when this criteria is not fulfilled, Don't expect this to happen. However, we live in a culture of minimums. We live in a culture where we want to do the bare minimum possible. We want to do the minimum amount of study to pass our exams. We want to have the minimum down payment for getting a home loan. We want to pay the minimum amount that we need on our credit card bills. And we bring this mentality to our relationship with God and bring this mentality to seeking God and we think, I want a relationship with God. So I'm going to spend some time with you this morning. Quick, quick, I'm in a bit of a hurry. Let me read a text. Mm, Which one should I read? Maybe John 11.35. Jesus wept. Hmm, he must have been sad. And then we go on about our day. We sometimes forget to pray, sometimes pray in the car on the way to work. We approach God with a similar mentality to what we find in the world and we expect to develop a relationship. But if we look at the criteria that's found in these verses, we shouldn't really be expecting that to happen. And there's a very good reason why we shouldn't expect this to happen, which we'll look at just after this song. Some 
Sometimes we don't see how they could struggles that break our hearts in two. Sometimes blind us to the truth. What's best for us? His ways are not our own. So when your pathway grows dim and you just don't see him, remember you're never
Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today? You're listening to Marius Jigau, and today we're looking at the passage in the Bible that states, Seek and you shall find. We have discovered that there are conditions such as if we search for Him with all our heart. But why? Why would God not allow Himself to be found with a half-hearted effort? The answer to this question is because of what we are seeking. We are seeking to develop a relationship. Now, when Gabrielle came to Australia and I proposed to her that week, I still remember it. It was a Wednesday. And I was really anxious. In fact, I was made even more anxious than I needed to be because over the past couple of days, Gabrielle seemed to have kind of drawn back a little bit. And I wasn't sure whether she was still interested. She later told me it was because I hadn't proposed yet and I kept saying, I want to be with you. And she was thinking, well, I'm not going to move over here and live with you without getting married. But the day finally came and I got down on one knee and I looked into her eyes and I said, Gabrielle, I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And she said, yes, and it was absolutely amazing. In fact, I found out that she had already bought a wedding dress before she came to Australia, so I'm not the only one that's a little bit crazy. But imagine that after I proposed to her, I said, Gabrielle, from this day until the time we get married, what do you think is the least amount of time I need to spend with you in order for you to still want to marry me? I mean, yes, I want to be with you. I want to get married to you. But what do you think is the minimum amount of time I need to spend with you from this day till then to make sure our relationship continues? Is it like maybe two minutes a day or five minutes a day? Okay, maybe five minutes is enough. What about ten? Do you think ten would be okay? Or seven? Is it even in the realm of sanity to ask such questions? No. It's insane. In fact, I'm sure that if I would have asked Gabrielle this question, she would have said, get lost. It's insane to ask for minimums when you're seeking to gain a relationship because relationships just don't function that way. However, many of us come to God with the same mentality. We want to spend the minimum amount of time with Him and still benefit from having a relationship with Him. But we want these benefits with the minimum effort possible. I'm going to use an example that I found in Herb Larson's book, Falling in Love with Jesus. In fact, a number of the examples used in this show have been borrowed from Herb. And I have to say that this example, when I first read it, made me uncomfortable. It made me cringe a little, and I would hazard a guess that it'll make you cringe and it'll make you uncomfortable as well. But it's true nevertheless. We sometimes approach our relationship with Jesus in a similar way to how we would approach What's a mild way of saying this? To how we would approach a worker in the red light district. We approach a relationship with God in a similar fashion. We come to him saying, Lord, I need your help. Please help me. I'm in trouble. I need you right now. And God helps us out. But then we're like, ah, thanks for that, Lord. But no, I don't have time to spend with you every morning. I mean, I have things to do. Facebook, YouTube. I have to go to work. You understand, don't you? I'll put in a little extra money in the offering this week. But I do want to have a relationship with you. I just don't have that much time. But next time I need you, I'll come and pray to you again. We often use Jesus as we would a one-night stand. I wanted to ask you today, how is your relationship with Jesus going? How does your relationship with Jesus look? Does it look like it did 
with you and your partner when you were first falling in love with them? You see, when you're desiring to have a relationship with someone, you want to spend as much time with them as possible. Gabrielle and I wanted to spend every second that we could together. I was dying to spend more time with her. Is that the way your relationship with God looks like? Do you want to spend more and more time together and just wish there was more hours in the day so you could spend even more time with Him? Or does your relationship with Jesus resemble more that one of a cheap trick, where you call on His services when you really need Him, but afterwards it's like, well, you know, I I don't have all that much time. After the verses in Matthew where Jesus says, Seek and you will find, a few verses later He gives a stern warning. After this song, we'll examine this warning. When I cannot feel When my wounds don't heal Lord, I humbly kneel Hidden in You Lord, You are my life So I don't mind to die Just as long as I'm Hidden in You If I could just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me Though I'm wounded, though I die If I could just sit with you To hold me Moment by moment Till forever passes by When I know I've seen Just sit with you a while If you could just hold me Nothing could touch me 
Though I wounded, though I die, if I could just sit with you a while, I need you to hold me moment by moment till forever passes by. Just sit with you a while. I need you to hold me moment by moment till forever passes by. Moment by moment till. Welcome back to Is It Relevant Today, right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Marius Jigal, and today we've discovered that if we hope to seek and find a relationship with God, we need to be fully invested in seeking this relationship. We've also found out that this is a condition of actually being able to find Him, as this is the only way one can truly pursue a relationship. We've discovered that most Christians today have a relationship with God that resembles more a one-night stand than a committed relationship. And we're now going to look at the warning that Jesus gave a few verses after saying, Seek and you shall find. And it's found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 to 23, and it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I was thinking about these texts the other day, and thinking, I don't cast out all that many demons. And I haven't done many miracles in the name of Jesus. However, it seems that people who will have cast out demons and people who have prophesied and have done many wonders for him will be told that they are excluded from the kingdom of heaven. Really? Why would that be? When we think of Peter, as he walked, his shadow cast on people would heal them. Now, I don't know about you, but my shadow is about as useless as I am. It doesn't do anything. We are told that some of the people who have done these things will be told, I never knew you. And then I was wondering, hang on a minute, how can God say, I never knew you? Isn't God omniscient? Doesn't he know everything? The Bible tells us that he does. Now, if he does know everything, then how can it be possible for him to say, I never knew you? 
I was thinking about this and I realized that the word to know in both Greek and Hebrew has a deeper implication. It doesn't simply mean head knowledge. It can also mean a deep relationship. In fact, if you look in the book of Genesis, you'll find that Adam knew Eve. And then Eve conceived. The word to know doesn't imply just head knowledge, but it implies a deep relationship with one another. Essentially, what God will be saying to these people is, I never had this deep relationship with you. You never allowed me to develop a relationship with you. And, as such, I don't know you. I wanted to ask you today, do you know God? Are you having a deep relationship with Him? Does God know you? Are you allowing Him the opportunity to have a meaningful relationship? Does your relationship with God resemble that of a couple who is deeply in love and just dying to spend more and more time with each other? Or does it resemble more of a, uh, I come to church now and then, I pray when I have need for something? In the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse 4, Jesus is speaking to the church of Ephesus, and he says to them, But I have this against you, that you have lost your first love. He then continues to encourage them to return to that first love they had for him. So I wanted to ask you again today, Do you remember how you felt when you first fell in love with Jesus? Do you remember that deep desire you had for a relationship with Him? I'd like to invite you to make a decision today. Make a decision to spend time with God daily. Make a decision to develop your relationship with Him because we can see in the world around us that Jesus is coming soon. And when He does, we want Him to say to us, There He is. The one who has spent all this time with me, come here, I know you so well. We thank you for listening today, and don't forget to visit our YouTube channel called Is It Relevant Today, where we have video presentations on a number of topics, including the one we've just been talking about called Seek and You Shall Find. We look forward to seeing you next week. I'm Marius Jigau. God bless, and I hope you have a magnificent day.
mountain grandeur and hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art and when i think that god his son not sparing sent him to die i scarce can take it in Oh 
been listening to Is It Relevant Today? If you have any questions or comments, please leave them on our Facebook page, Is It Relevant Today? But for now, thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and His love